0: Welcome to the Stories and Motherhood podcast, a space for mothers to have raw and honest conversations about pregnancy, birth, motherhood, and everything in between. From traditional hospital birth to a home birth with midwives, or even to wild pregnancy and free birth, you will find all of it here. Every woman has something special to share when it comes to the way she brings life into the world, and every mother has a story to tell. I am your host, Eliza True. Hey guys, welcome back to Stories in Motherhood. Today, I am actually going to be sharing my birth story with my second child, my son, Shepard. And I have shared my birth stories, both of them, on a different podcast a few months ago. So some of you may have already heard this, especially if you are a friend of mine. And just, um, want to hear my birth stories, but I know I also have a lot of new listeners who don't know me and, um, I just wanted to make sure that I shared my birth stories on my own podcast as well. So, um, yeah, my son shepherd is turning two on Monday, January 6th. And, um, this podcast is coming out on Friday, the day, uh, you know, a few days before his birthday. So I felt like it would be the perfect on, opportunity for me to reflect on his birth and um share his birth story. And I will just go into a little bit of an overview of my daughter's birth, her uh my first baby. Um just so to give you some background. But I'm excited to share the story with you. It was just such an amazing birth. It was it had its challenges, but for the most part um was as perfect as it could have possibly been. And I feel so grateful for his birth. It really um, helped me heal a lot from my daughter's birth. And I'm excited to share with you guys. So to start, I was pregnant with my daughter in 2015. And uh, she was born in December of 2015. And her birth was natural, it was with a midwife at a birth center, no medications, none of that, but it was extremely painful, and almost to the point of being traumatic for me. The pain that I experienced during her birth was just completely unreal, nothing that I ever had experienced before, um, it just, it took me for surprise, um, i just was in so much panic for most of active labor with her just not understanding the pain that i was going through and could not believe that my body was able to do it so her birth was hard very long 48 hours lots of pain Um, after she was born i had a lot of blood clotting and um, my midwives had to manually remove the blood clots and then I was even transferred to the hospital postpartum after that because the clots were so bad. Um, thankfully when I got there, they did not find any more clots and I signed myself out of the hospital because I, uh, felt no need to be there anymore and everything ended up being okay, but it just was not the birth that I was planning and expecting for myself. But first births can be really hard. I know that some women have pretty, uh, not easy, but you know smooth first births, but that was not the case for me, and I feel like it is not the case for most women they 're usually very long um, it 's nothing you 've ever experienced before, so it's kind of shocking the pain and whatever ends up happening during the birth but um, it was hard, very hard, and about by the time she was one and a half, not even one and a half now, she had just turned one. A few months later, um, I got pregnant with my son, Shepard, and with his birth or with his pregnancy, I was trying to decide where I should have him, where I should birth him. Because of the pain that I had had during Sayla's birth, I just did not think that I could do it again. I did not think that I wanted to put myself through that, and I knew that my body was strong, that I could do it all of that but I didn't know if I wanted to if I wanted to make that choice for myself to go through that pain again it just was having a hard time choosing that again so I did know that I did not want another birth center birth because I did not enjoy getting in the car trying to decide when I should get to the birth center um just being in somebody else's space was not my thing um I think that my husband felt kind of out of place there. He didn't know where anything was. And so it just felt like he had to ask about everything. And um, then to have to go home with a baby in a car seat was really hard for me to be away from her. Um, You know, just for the 25-minute drive. But it felt very hard to be away from her like that and not have her on my skin. So I knew that I either wanted to have a home birth or a hospital birth. And if I were to have a hospital birth, I would absolutely get the epidural. If I if I were in the hospital and there was an epidural for an option, I would have gotten it. So I knew that it was either hospital birth with epidural or home birth, of course, with no epidural. So after doing a lot of thinking, I made pro and cons list, of course, and I talked to different women about it. Um, one thing that I did to decide is I was on a Facebook group it was called Natural Mamas or something like that. And um, I asked on that group for everybody to give me their experience with an epidural. I just wanted to know if it was something that people enjoyed or if they didn't. And of course, I have friends who have had epidurals and friends who haven't. I've had friends who have had C-sections. I've had friends who have had free births, um, you know, everything in between. But I just wanted to get like a an answer from a lot of different women especially people that I didn't know just asking them their experience so i had asked what was your experience with an epidural did you enjoy it was it great did you have a hard time what were the challenges and i got a lot of mixed responses and it was really surprising i would say about 50/50 that people said they got the epidural it worked perfectly they had zero pain the baby was fine when they came out, they had excellent bonding, no issues, it was perfect, they're able to enjoy their birth because they weren't in pain. And then I also had the complete opposite where people would say, I got the epidural, it only worked on half of my body, the other half of my body was still in so much pain, but I wasn't able to move around because the other half of my body was numb. Um, Some people said that the baby came out really lethargic, that they didn't have any interest in their baby after they were born because of the epidural, Um, you know, all sorts of answers. And I just came to the conclusion that I cannot put my trust in the epidural working. And I know it does work for so many people and that's great, but I knew that I could not trust it and I did not want a hospital birth. I really wanted to have a home birth. My only reason for going to the hospital was to get the drugs. And if I was going to trust the epidural and ha- and then it not work, then it felt like a waste to me to go to the hospital. So I um, messaged the receptionist at the birth center that I had gone to with my daughter, and I just talked to her about it and asked her, Like, what if I did my care with you guys and then, like, at the last minute decided I wanted to go to the hospital to get the epidural? And she said, oh, absolutely. You can do whatever you want. It's your choice. Um, You decide. So I decided to go ahead and go with that. And they did home births also. So I had my first appointment with them. I told them I was planning on a home birth, but I was very open with them about how difficult labor was for me and that I didn't feel completely confident about going through another natural birth. Um, But it was so wonderful to be able to just be open with them and explain to them my fears and um, anything that I was thinking about. I feel like most of my appointments with my midwives were basically like a counseling session. I would go there and it's just this little house And um, they would just ask me how I was feeling, if I had any questions. Um, Sometimes we would just chat about, like, hiking or what we did that week or, um, you know, what restaurants we liked in Boise, which is where I live. Um, Just all sorts of stuff. It just felt like a friend, somebody to chat with. And it really was amazing to be able to have that kind of prenatal care. So... Let's see, about halfway through my pregnancy, um, I started to gain weight pretty rapidly. Not not in an alarming way, but um, it started to get, I think I, I don't know how much I gained because I told my midwives to not let me know. Whenever I would step on the scale, I would just look away and have them just record my weight without me knowing because I knew that there was nothing I was going to change. I was still active and Trying to eat as healthy as possible. And so I just didn't want to know what my weight is. So, if any of you don't want to know your weight, just go ahead and tell your doctor, tell your midwife. There's really no need for you to know that. Um, But I started to have uh, pubic pain, and it's called SPD. And it stands for, oh boy, I can't remember. I will put it on at the, on the outro because right now I'm not going to look it up, but um, SPD. So I had this pubic pain that would come in the middle of the day, almost every day. And it got to the point where I couldn't walk. Like I would be resting in my bed um, during my, my daughter's nap. She was a toddler. So she took an awesome three hour nap in my third trimester, which was amazing so I'd be resting in my bed and I would get up to go to the bathroom and I would have to use the wall to help me stand and to help me walk to the bathroom because the pain was so intense in my pubic my pubic bone so that was the biggest thing during my pregnancy with Shepard that was hard was just that pain and I don't know if it had anything to do with how much weight I was gaining or what but it was it was rough so I was going to the chiropractor for that and the chiropractor helped ease the pain a little bit but really not enough for it to count it would help me have some relief for maybe two or three hours at the most and then it would just go right back to that really awful pain so my pregnancy with my daughter, with my son, Shepard, I did a lot of hiking with my daughter, even though I had this SPD. So I would hike in the mornings and then I would go home and just rest during her nap. And then her and I would like watch a TV show together. Her favorite show at the time was Little Bear. And so we would watch like three episodes of Little Bear until my husband got home. And then when he was home, you know, gave me a break from needing to be her primary caretaker um, during those hours before bedtime. So we made it work and it was it was good I really do love to be pregnant I love it so much my favorite favorite part is when my belly is just really big and I can you know squish my belly down a little bit and like feel my baby feel his head I could feel his legs and then when he would move oh the the feeling of a baby moving in your belly is like nothing else it is just magic and um even right now, thinking about it is making me emotional. I absolutely love, love, love to be pregnant, even though it can be really hard. And it was very hard on my body, especially with him. Um, But sometimes I just want to be pregnant again, just so I can feel those baby kicks. Oh, they're just magic. So I was preparing for my home birth and I was starting to feel a lot better about it. And by preparing, I don't mean much. I just mean like, getting the few supplies that I needed like towels and receiving blankets um we did uh rent a tub from the birth center to have at home and so we made sure we had that available to blow up for the birth and you know I was just nesting making my home inviting for the baby Uh, since he was due in January it was over Christmas time that we were getting close to the end so it was just fun. It was so, so fun. That time in my life just feels like a, like a dream. Um, having a sweet little toddler who was just turning two and then just having this great belly with this baby kicking inside. It was, it was amazing, completely amazing. So yeah, I didn't do too much to prepare for his birth in the way of like reading books, listening to podcasts. I did listen to some podcasts just for some birth stories. Um, but I wasn't trying to, give myself too much information. Um I had really done that with my daughter's birth. I had read a lot. I had done the birth classes. I had, you know, been so prepared and um what happened during her birth, I just I couldn't have prepared myself for. So this time I was just going into it thinking I cannot prepare for this. I do not know how this birth is going to go. And I don't want to get my heart set on a certain birth and then have it go another way. So I just wanted to be open, and um, I know a lot of women really enjoy hypnobirthing and other programs that can really help you to not feel pain, or at least um, that's what I've heard. Uh, I personally think that labor is very painful, especially towards the end. I, I feel a lot of pain in labor, and the thing for me was that I just needed to accept that and realize this is going to be painful. No amount of counter pressure, no amount of warm water, of moving around, of drinking water, of eating food, none of these techniques are going to take the pain away. And I feel like with my first birth, I was very much focused on techniques to help relieve the pain. And when they weren't working, it was very upsetting and very shocking and it made me panic and feel like oh it, it was so hard to to trust in those techniques to take away the pain so i think that this time i just wanted to realize that it is going to be painful this is going to really 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 be painful but that is okay i've i've done it before i can do it again i can make it through and i was never a person that was Afraid that I couldn't do it. Um, I know a lot of women say that they think they're going to die, that the pain is going to kill them, and that it feels unsafe that their body's in so much pain. And I never felt that way, but I did feel like I didn't want to be doing this. Yes, my body is strong. Yes, I can, but do I want to be choosing this for myself? But after a lot of thought, I, yeah, I decided I did want to do it again. I wanted to feel labor. I wanted to get through something hard and I wanted to trust God to get me through this instead of myself or instead of a drug. I wanted to lean on him and trust that he can be my strength and that he made my body capable of handling pain and that I do not have the privilege of never experiencing pain. We do experience pain in life and I think that birth was a perfect time to feel that so intensely and to just rely on God. And not everybody has the faith that I have, but I do, I do I believe in God. I'm a Christian and I felt like it just brought me so much closer in my relationship to God to just trust him to help me through this and to, um, experience something very, very difficult. So I started to have, um, high blood pressure towards the end of my pregnancy, right around 36 weeks actually. And my midwife was concerned about it. It wasn't high enough to be admitted to the hospital, but it was, it was high. It was 140 over 90 and it was very uncomfortable. I had swollen hands, swollen feet, um, It was really causing some issues so just to be safe they made sure that I was getting urine samples to um, bring to a lab so that they could make sure that they that I was not experiencing preeclampsia and for those of you who don't know what that is it's a very very dangerous um, thing that women can have during pregnancy and it can be fatal to the woman and the baby so it's definitely a serious condition but thankfully each test came back normal. I was not um I did not have preeclampsia, but I was starting to get pretty impatient with um with pregnancy. I was feeling like I needed my baby to come out so that I wouldn't uh get my blood pressure to be worse. Um and they did say that if it got worse then I would have to go to the hospital. And I didn't want to do that. I did not want to go to the hospital. So One night, or one day, it was a Friday, I was at my in-law's house, and my sister-in-law was visiting with her son, so my nephew, and he was just one and a half at the time, and I was sitting down on the couch, and my nephew just, he had a recorder that he was holding, you know, like a a kid's um, instrument, like a clarinet, and he just smacked my belly with it, and I think that he was probably just thinking like, huh, look at this big belly, I'm just going to smack it. So he did. And, um, I had a contraction right away and it, I wasn't worried about it. It was just, you know, a tiny little guy that was, uh, that hit my belly. Um, but I had a pretty strong contraction right away and I went home with my daughter and kind of just rested. And then that evening I started to feel some pretty consistent contractions. They weren't very close together and they weren't painful. Um, but they were there. So I was pretty excited. I was feeling like maybe this is going to happen. And I was only 39 weeks. So I was pleasantly surprised. And then all through the night, I had contractions. Uh, I tried to sleep as best I could. My husband and I just had a nice relaxing evening together. And then I tried to go to sleep and I did take a Benadryl because I had, um, gone on such, I had been running on such little sleep with my daughter's birth, my first birth that, um, I knew that I was going to need to sleep that night if I was going to have any energy or to be able to cope with the pain the next day. So I took a Benadryl, slept for as long as I could, probably about five or six hours, and then woke up very early. I think it was around 3.30 or 4 a.m. because I just couldn't sleep anymore. The contractions were keeping me awake. So my plan with my daughter, who is now two, was that I wanted her to stick around for as long as possible but if I got to a point where I felt like I needed um, I needed her to be taken care of by my parents then I was going to call my parents and they were going to come pick her up and uh, we were going to plan on her sleeping over there that night just so then I could really focus on my birth and I would have loved for her to be there for the whole thing but um, for me I just wanted to focus on this baby and this birth and not be worrying about, you know, responding to my daughter in a loving way or anything like that. So she, uh, was ready to go to her Nana and granddad's house and they came and picked her up and they also brought us some donuts. We just kind of hung out a little bit and I would have a contraction here and there. Um, but then I felt like I needed, I needed them to go. I needed to have some alone time so um, you know I was still talking in between contractions and able to focus and all of that Um, and you know early labor for those of you who have uh, been through labor before er early labor is awesome you feel so strong these contractions come and you just breathe through them and it feels like whoo it's the best it feels like you feel so powerful and um, yeah strong so That's all that was going on at that point, but my daughter uh, gave us hugs goodbye, and I will remember that in my mind forever, how when she left, my husband and I just held each other and cried. We just wept. We felt so many emotions in that moment, and I had been preparing myself for that. I knew that I would feel emotional about it, but sending her to my parents' house I just knew that we wouldn't see her again until we had our baby and it would never be the same again. And of course, we were so excited about it. It was bittersweet because we were really looking forward to meeting our baby and being a family of four and having a boy and a girl and all of that. Of course, we were so excited, but it was also a little bit sad knowing that things would never be the same again. So we both cried together, which was a, a really sweet moment to just bond over that and have that moment together before true labor started. So we were really, um really ready to get things going and I um went back into my bedroom and started listening to the playlist that I had created for my labor. And I was just bouncing on my birth ball, listening to music, praying, closing my eyes. Uh, swaying, walking, anything that I could do to just kind of get contractions started up. Uh, I don't really know exactly what time it was. I wasn't timing my contractions. I wasn't looking at the clock. I was just trying to trust my body and how it felt. So if I were to guess, I would say it was probably 1 p.m., but it may have been even later than that. So we were, my husband was just kind of cleaning up the house um preparing some dinner in the crock pot. He was getting little things together that we needed for the birth. And, you know, with my since I had my had my last daughter my last birth, that was a very long labor. And so we were kind of preparing for a long labor and for me to be um, you know, in so much pain. That's what we were preparing for. And, you know, with her birth I was screaming and roaring and vocalizing like I had never heard before, <laughs> not even on birth videos. I was very vocal during her labor and just felt like I was being tortured. So we were kind of expecting that again. Um. So yeah, my contractions picked up a lot. And so I started to time them and I was just curious. So I started timing them for a while and realized that they were very consistent. They were about two minutes apart and they were lasting almost a full minute. And that pretty much means that you are in full-blown labor. But I was not feeling like I was in full-blown labor. I felt great. I felt strong, and I was able to breathe through the contractions. Um, right at the peak of that, of that contraction, I would pray, and I would just say, God, help me. Help me. Give me strength. And I i was able to get through it and then once i once the contraction ended and i had a minute to get myself under control um i was thinking clearly i was you know i was upbeat i was happy um i was excited and i just thought wow well I i should probably call my midwife if my contractions are two minutes apart like this so i did i called the birth center and um the one who was on call, her name was Lori, and she was one of my favorites, and I was very excited that she answered, and I told her what I was feeling. I said, you know, my contractions are two minutes apart, lasting a minute, but I feel really good. I don't really think it's time for you to come yet, but I thought I should just give you a heads up in case this um, turns into something, and she said, well, I had a dream last night that you were in labor, And, um, if you're okay with it, I'd love to come just check on you and see how you're doing. And if I feel like you're not quite ready, then I can leave again and just come back later. So I said, yeah, that, that'd be fine. Sure. And in the amount of time that it took her to get to my house, so much happened. I was walking through my contractions. So not only was I walking around, um, you know, in between contractions and like leaning on something, which is what I had done before with my first birth, I would stop and like lean over a ball or hold on to my husband's neck or sway my hips or lean on a ball, all the different things. Um, for this, I felt so strong and I had so much energy that I would just keep walking through the contraction. And it was really hard. And this is in my tiny house. I live in a, a thousand square foot house, but I was just walking as fast as I could back and forth on my in my bedroom and just up the few steps that I have right outside of my bedroom. Um, and it was it was hard, but it felt good. It felt like I was doing what I needed to do and what um felt like I was I was working with my body, and I wasn't doing it because I felt like I had to have a quick labor. I don't think labors have to be quick, but it just felt right. So I listened to my body and did what I needed, Um, and I had to go to the bathroom. I don't remember if I felt like I had to poop, but I at least did need to go to the bathroom. So I walked to the bathroom, and while I was in there, I felt so sick. I felt like I had to throw up. I became incredibly weak and very tired, I felt like I could not hold my body up, and it happened so fast, like literally in the snap of a finger. It just something clicked, and I felt like I was going to fall over. Uh, my husband looked at me and he said, "You are so pale." And I looked at myself in the mirror, and I didn't even recognize myself. And so that scared me a little bit. I I was definitely going through transition. I didn't know it, but I. Um, I was second guessing everything that I had decided for my birth. I even said to my husband, why am I doing this again? Why did I decide to have a home birth? And I didn't think I could do it. I really wanted to. I was thinking about going to the hospital. It was so intense. So... I was also fearful that when the midwife did get there that I she was going to check my dilation, which I did want her to do. I just wanted to know where I was at. I was afraid she was going to check my dilation and that I was going to be like a three or a four. And I was so discouraged at that thought. And that's what happened with my first birth. When the first time they checked me, I was assuming I was going to be like a seven or eight and I was a four and I was so discouraged. So they, um, they got there pretty quickly after that. And I was lying on the couch because I couldn't move. I was, I was so weak and, um, feeling like I needed to throw up. I was nauseous. I just felt incredibly sick. So my midwife came in and I hardly noticed her. She came in so, so quietly. I didn't even respond. I couldn't even move my head to look at her. I was just so focused on what I was doing. So she, she came in very quietly just kind of got a couple of things together, and I heard her kind of whispering to my husband asking him some questions and um I couldn't even make out a sound to acknowledge her, but she came over to me after a little while after just being there and and watching me and and seeing me for for what I needed her to see me um which I think is really important in in labor. I think that one of the things that we want as women is just to be seen. We want somebody, especially another woman, to just see that we are working so hard. We are doing a great job, and this is really important and really special. So she came up closer to me and whispered, um, do you want me to check your dilation? And I I was crying, and I said, yes, but if I'm a four, I'm going to go to the hospital. And she <laughs> said, Um, quietly she just answered me and said you know we do have something that we can give you to help you sleep if you feel like you can't um, stay awake any longer we can help you to sleep and you can stay home and then you'll wake up when labor is uh more intense so that that encouraged me to know because I didn't have that option when I had had my daughter so I thought okay even if I'm four centimeters dilated at least I'll be able to sleep if they if they give me that so Um, she checked my dilation while my husband was in back in my bedroom I think he was starting to fill up the tub and um, she checked me and I was eight centimeters dilated and when she told me I was shocked I could not believe that I was that far along and that I had gone all of those centimeters through this labor when I felt like I really hadn't been through much yet um I I wouldn't say that that it was to the point yet where I was in excruciating pain like I was with my daughter with my daughter I went through that intense panic excruciating debilitating pain for about nine hours of that labor for nine hours of that labor I I felt like I was getting murdered but this was doable it was hard of course of course it was hard but it was not, it was not to that point, so I was completely relieved, I walked back to my bedroom just because I was so tired and weak, and they helped me, and I laid down in my bed on my side, and I, I labored, and the contractions, especially at the peak, were, were intense, really intense, but, um, The thing that I did during that labor to vocalize, because I did not want to get up into that high register of my voice into the screaming mode and to just panic and losing control, I wanted to um, use my voice to help. So when I felt that pressure and that intensity, I would say down, baby, down, kind of in just a monotone voice and just open my mouth and just um say that over and over again when i felt that pain um saying that phrase down baby down just helped me visualize his head moving down so it didn't feel like something was happening to me it felt like i was doing it that i was moving my baby down by having these contractions so that alone just got me into this different space mentally where I could handle this I could cope with it I could feel power in my womb so I did that for probably a couple hours I was just lying there and um my husband had come in you know a while before before it had been two hours but he came in and I heard him ask the midwife um did you give her that drug like to help me sleep um because I was being so calm and relaxed and that was not the case with my first birth. And he was expecting me to be like I was with my first. So he was completely shocked when she told him that no, I checked her. She was eight centimeters dilated and she's in, in real active labor. And he was blown away. Um and you know, not that you have to be quiet during labor. You do not have to be quiet during labor. Women are wild during and that is okay if you are yelling and screaming it's it's okay and I did learn that later on you know like I was disappointed with the way I was handling labor with my first but labor is hard and it is okay to yell it's okay to be loud we do not have to be silent but it did feel better to me to use my voice in this way than it did to just scream and yell and just completely lose control so um I felt pretty good about that So, after a while, after a couple hours lying there, uh, and my midwives weren't really doing much at all, they were just kind of holding space for me, they would go in and out of my room every now and then, but for the most part, I was just by myself. My husband was working really hard to um, prepare the tub for me to get into, and he was, you know, filling up water, and then it wasn't hot enough, and all sorts of stuff, so... I wasn't able to get into the water yet. I was kind of waiting for that, actually. I was lying in my bed, kind of waiting for the tub to be filled. Um, not in a way where I was just like, oh, come on, fill up the tub. But I just, that's what I was waiting for. I was just lying there, um, waiting for the tub to be ready. But it came to the point where I was starting to feel a lot of pressure at the at the um, tip of, not the tip, but the, uh, oh, what do you call it? The top of the contraction. Um... I was feeling pressure, and it just felt like a lot of intensity, but I almost felt like I was holding back. I felt like I was lying there trying to keep that pain from happening, and I think because I had done it before, I I knew how intense it was going to get, and I wasn't ready for it, and I felt like I needed to stay where I was. Um, but I, I was very aware of how I was feeling the whole time. And so I did mention that to my midwife. I said, I said that exactly how I was feeling, how I felt like I was holding back and she just listened. And then gently, she said, do you feel like maybe you could just press against that pressure when it comes to the top of your contraction? Just maybe just give it a little bit of just press a little bit. And what that is, is pushing, but she didn't tell me to push. She just gave me that, oh, that awesome tip. And I had never thought of it like that before. I was just, it just made sense to me to push against that pressure. Um, So the next contraction came and I did, I just gave it a little bit of a little bit of a pressure and it felt good. It felt like that is what needs to be happening right now. And so I, I would do that. And it hurt, of course, but it was what I needed to be doing. Um, I started feeling like I need to pee. I had been drinking a lot of water, and I felt like I needed to pee. But whenever I would drink water, I would throw up. Um, and there was always somebody there to catch the, catch the puke and then give me, like, a warm washcloth to clean up. Um, they were putting peppermint oil on my washcloth and, and just putting it in front of my face so I could just breathe it in. Um, we weren't diffusing any oils just because... Um, I didn't want to have something in the air and then make me feel nauseous and then not being able to do anything about it. So they would just put some peppermint oil on the, on the washcloth. And my husband was there just supporting me. He really wasn't doing much, not much at all. And the midwives really weren't either. I was, I was doing this by myself. I felt alone, but in a good way. Like it felt like this is me and my baby. We're here together doing this. And, um, Again, that was not my experience with my first. My husband was hands-on with her. I needed him his hands on me at all times. I had a doula with that birth too. And I needed her hands on me at all times. I needed so much support, so much help, so much coaching. But with this one, I just felt in total control. So he was just there. And um at this point, my midwife asked me, Do you want to get in the tub? And I just didn't feel like I had I had the time or the energy. I just needed to go pee so i walked to the bathroom and i had several contractions on my way to the bathroom which is my bathroom is not far from my bedroom and i had several contractions and i would just lean over on the wall on the oven I, there's some photos of my birth where i'm leaning on the stove i everywhere i could get it was like i would take two steps and have another contraction they were just on top of each other and when i got to the bathroom it hurt so bad to sit on the toilet and pee it was so much pressure but um Once I started, once I sat down in the toilet, things got real and I started losing a lot of mucus. Um, There was bloody show. There was, um, you know, I had been pushing a little bit too, like on my way there, I was pushing against that contraction and, um, you know, maybe 20 minutes, 20 minutes of that and it started my midwife was there and she, she knew this was like, I was pushing and I didn't even feel like I was pushing. It was incredible. It was not the type of pushing where I was just pushing so hard with all my might, trying to get the baby out. It was just, the contraction would come, it would get to the top and I would just press against it just a little bit, but it was working. It was moving the baby's head down and bloody show was coming. Mucus was coming. So right when I got back to my bedroom, I was pushing for real. this baby was coming, and I felt so much excitement because I was focused i was I was calm, and I think that I just looked in the zone, but I just remember feeling so excited and proud of myself, like this is the most amazing feeling in the world to be feeling my baby come out in such a positive way without the trauma and panic of that pain. <sighs> wow. I would relive that birth over and over and over again if I could. So I made my way to the bed. I got on my hands and knees. And at this point, I was I was pushing. And my water broke, finally. My water broke. Uh, I don't remember where. I'm pretty sure on my bed. The, midwife, the midwives must have uh, cleaned it up. Um, and his head started coming. And he was coming fast. And my midwife was... Listening to his heartbeat a little bit, and all of a sudden his heart rate dropped from I think it was like 150 down to 60, so it was a really really big drop. And so my midwife said, "I need you to get onto your side and do one big push and get this baby out." And in that moment, I I felt like it was an hour, but it was probably five seconds of thoughts in my head. My thoughts were, oh no, I'm not going to push him out now. I'm not ready. My, I'm going to tear. This is going to, this is not what I want. But I knew that she was not going to tell me that if she didn't mean it. So I did it with all of the strength I had. I got myself onto my side and I did one big push. That did not feel good. That felt horrible, horrible horrible, horrible. I could feel my vulva just ripping. I could feel his head come out. It was really, really intense and very uncomfortable and painful. I did that. I pushed his little body out and they caught him and put him right on my chest. And it was magic. Oh, Best feeling in the world, meeting your baby for the first time. He was on my chest, and I could tell he wasn't breathing. Um, he was purplish blue, and he was not breathing. So, right then, I just looked at my midwife and I said, "Is he okay?" And she said, "Yes, he's he is fine. Sometimes babies take a minute to breathe. That that was a very quick labor, and." it's very, uh, you know, hard for babies to come out of a vagina out of a pelvis. So that was a lot of work and he just needs a minute. She didn't say all of those things, but that's pretty much what she said in in few words. So I trusted her and I knew that she was not going to tell me that if it wasn't true, she would have rushed us to the hospital or actually they have their, um, all of their equipment they need to resuscitate a baby if necessary. So, um, I knew that if if that, if that they needed that, they would have done that. So I felt completely calm in the moment. He was still attached to the cord, which means he was getting oxygen. Um, he was on my chest, which is what babies need when they're not breathing. Uh, I was rubbing his back. They were rubbing his back, too. I was talking to him, saying, come on, baby. Come on, baby. And then he let out a big cry, and he was perfect. He was such a cute newborn baby <laughs> my husband it was the first thing that my husband said and um right when shepherd came out he said oh he's cute and, and he was he was a very very cute newborn and i know not all newborns are cute right when they come out but he had the cutest little nose and the sweetest little face and he had this dark hair like a whole head of hair dark dark hair Uh, which he doesn't have dark hair anymore it's now blonde but (laughs) at the time it was very dark so he uh, it was the most amazing feeling I was just on cloud nine completely obsessed with him I felt so proud of myself I was not tired I was not in pain I was just in love with my baby and the experience that we had just had we just climbed into bed midwives left us alone for a while. Uh, after a while they came back in and, um, weighed him in the little ring sling and, um, did a couple of, of small exams on him while he was just lying on my chest. My husband and I just climbed into bed with our baby and our midwives left. And it was so simple and so unbelievably amazing. We did not, we were not scared we just felt like this is our baby this is where we belong in our bed with him it was really nice to have my daughter at my parents house we knew that she was safe and happy and later on we actually got this video from my mom of her dancing on the bed and it was at the very minute that shepherd was born which felt so special (laughs) uh he was eight pounds two ounces really oh sorry he was not eight pounds two ounces my daughter was eight pounds two ounces He was 7 pounds, 14 ounces, which is about the same. Super average size. He was nursing well. He was perfect in every way. I was on such a birth high after that. My husband and I were lying in bed together, and I had my sweet naked baby, and I just was topless and naked and... um. We were so, so happy, but I especially was on this birth high, and I was just talking constantly about the birth, and, oh, it was the best feeling. But finally, my husband said, okay, it's getting really late. I think that we should go to sleep. Um, He was born around 8 p.m., and it was probably midnight by now. I just couldn't stop talking about this amazing birth that I had had. So we went to sleep. The night was great. Shepard nursed a lot. He sleeps in bed with me. Uh, We just... I like to have my babies close to me in bed. I do not worry about suffocating them. I know that I have... um, That mothers have very... uh, Are very alert towards their babies and that we are meant to be close to them. And I just never worried about that. Of course, I did... Uh, I was careful. I didn't have pillows near the baby. I made sure that the blanket was tucked under me at my waist and not above... um, I slept without a top. I was just naked. Uh, He wore just a diaper and we were, yeah, we were close. Our skin was touching. We were nursing. It was incredible. So the next morning, my parents brought my daughter home and, oh, the joy that she brings in our lives is just amazing. She is such a happy, joyful little girl. She laughs when she's happy. She is just, oh love her so much but she came running back into our room and she had just turned two and she said baby brother baby brother baby brother she came running back hopped in our bed and wanted to hold him right away and was kissing him and just putting her cheek up next to his and she just knew how incredibly special this was it was it was incredible so she handled the transition really well i kept shepherd in my bed with me i like to stay home after having a baby and especially since he was born in January I didn't want to go to any indoor places where there were germs and the flu was going around I really like to just kind of hibernate after having a baby and stay topless in my house and um I just remember thinking like well if you're going to visit you're going to have to be okay with me being topless because I'm not going to put on a shirt for you it's just it's not going to happen um I would sometimes have a robe on or something but Uh, the baby and I were just pretty naked for those first few weeks, just getting used to each other, having our skin touching, making sure that, uh, breastfeeding relationship is a priority and that I'm not trying to bounce back. I'm not trying to go on a diet. I'm not trying to exercise. Um, I just wanted to fully, fully heal and fully bond with my baby. So my husband took off two weeks from work and which of course could have been more. I think ideally it would be nice to have our husband's home from work for a couple months, really, but of course, that's not reality. So, he was home for two weeks and we watched a lot of TV. We watched Winnie the Pooh, uh, watched Frozen, you know, with my daughter. We just really um, embraced it. We embraced the lifestyle of just relaxing and healing and bonding and not giving ourselves any high expectations. People from our church brought us meals and they would just come, knock on the door, drop off a meal and go. Um, I, I just love the postpartum time. I think that it's very, very precious and it should not be interrupted. I don't think that we as women need to be sharing our babies with other people. We need to be bonding with our babies. We need to be touching them with our skin our skin used to be touching their skin um and I think it's really important so we were just really in love with our baby and with our family of four and you know breastfeeding was not perfect we had our challenges my son had a tongue tie so we did have to get that revised with a laser and uh that was not fun I got mastitis before that and I had to work with a lactation consultant. Thankfully, she came to my house so I didn't have to put my baby in a car seat to go anywhere. But, um, well, I did when I had to get the revision done at the dentist's office. But she would come to our house for the visits. And um, that helped. The revision helped immensely. It was absolutely necessary and worth it. Um, but I, I do great breastfeeding in the beginning. But then around six months, I start to lose my milk supply. That happened with my first, and it happened with Shepherd, my second, too. Um, Right around six months, my babies start wanting to nurse literally all night long. They're awake all night, or not awake, but they're they're nursing all night long. My boob is in their mouth for an entire night, for like 12 hours. And um, it's hard. I was incredibly sleep-deprived. I felt like I couldn't handle anything, I couldn't cope with anything, I was starting to get really anxious, having anxious thoughts, really horrible, horrible thoughts about, you know, scary things that could happen to us, to my family, and to my baby, Um, and so I decided to put uh, Shepard in his own bed and get him to sleep in his own room so that I could get some sleep, and I did start to lose my milk supply a lot, a lot, a lot, and uh, I had to start supplementing. And Shepard had never taken a bottle before because I was just so set on breastfeeding and I was not working outside the home. There was no real reason for me to give him a bottle. So, um he it was a hard transition I got donor milk from a friend who actually was a stranger at the time they had just moved to the area and I was starting to lose my milk supply and she was saying that she had all this extra milk and so I was getting milk from her which was incredible so so incredible for women to be pumping that's a lot of work and then to just give their milk away for free is incredible so very grateful for that Um, But what I would do, since he wouldn't take a bottle, is I put the breast milk into a bottle, and then I had this thing called a supplemental nursing system, although the one that I had was just kind of a homemade one. It was a vet feeder for puppies, I guess, and uh, I put it in a bottle, and it was kind of like a teeny, teeny, tiny straw. And so I would get Shepard latched on to my breast and then I would just slip that little straw into his mouth into the corner of his mouth. And so he was getting breast milk from me, but then he was also getting the milk from the bottle while he was nursing. So we did that for a long time and kept trying the bottle every now and then. And he finally did um, take a bottle when he was probably around 10 or 11 months. But I was able to breastfeed him for over a year, um, even though I had been losing my milk supply. So it was it was hard. Nursing was not super easy for me. It was pretty easy in the beginning for the first several months, but then it got to be discouraging. It's not fun to lose your milk supply, and I know some women lose it very early on, and it's it's hard. Um, and I did all the things. I did everything. I worked with this amazing lactation consultant that gave me so, so many ideas. I tried everything, and I, I mean it, everything. And nothing, nothing got my milk supply back. So i feel for you if you have ever gone through that and for those of you who do have an easy time with milk supply um, that's awesome but please 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 be sensitive to women who don't and um, it's a real thing so i would have nursed him much longer if i could have and it's something that uh, is hard and i hope that if i ever have another baby that i'm able to breastfeed for longer. And we don't know the reason. I My guess is that I was losing so much weight at such a rapid pace that I just wasn't able to keep up with it. I wasn't able to keep up with my milk supply. So anyway, um, that is my story with Shepard. He is turning two on Monday and I cannot believe it. He is my baby. That birth was yesterday. It feels like So, um, he is such a beautiful addition to our family. He's, he's got spunk. He has feisty little fiery personality and he's also just the sweetest little pumpkin. He's a little snuggler. He is so attached to me. Um, he is just my, my sweet, sweet mama's boy, (laughs) but he he throws a lot of fits he has a loud loud voice and he is fiery but <laughs> we are so thankful for him and that we have two healthy babies uh i love i love 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 motherhood birth postpartum all of it i would love to do it again oh someday soon but for now we are uh we are good with our two but if i could give birth to shepherd again on his birthday that would be amazing if somehow could get some kind of uh, time machine and just give birth again to him in that way Uh, I would do it for sure so feeling very nostalgic at his second birthday and um, thank you all for listening I really appreciate it and I hope that you um, enjoyed it That's all for today. Remember to subscribe to Stories in Motherhood and leave a review while you're there. If you would like to share your story, please message me on Instagram at stories in motherhood.